Hello and welcome to Hybrid Work 360, a series of podcasts from TD Cynics UK and Cisco exploring the ins and outs of hybrid working and how you can help your customers to get the balance right and at the same time help them drive greater efficiency and productivity and move towards their sustainability goals. My name is Simon Meredith. I'm an IT channel journalist and I'll be asking the questions and trying to draw out the key points we all need to understand about hybrid work today and where it's taking us in the future. Sustainability, it's on everyone's agenda these days. And in this edition of the podcast, uh, that's what we're going to talk about. It's an issue that none of us can afford to ignore these days. It's important for customers and it's important for employees too. Uh, and with us today to discuss the impact that hybrid working can have on carbon consumption and sustainability for organizations, we have Jeff Boslam, Senior Director of Collaboration Sales at Cisco. And we also have Kevin Ragg, Director of Environment and Quality Compliance at TD Cynics. And giving us a partner perspective, we have Andy Burks, who's Founder and Director at Sirius Collaboration, Sirius RA, Cisco Collaboration Partner. Um, so, Kevin, this is your job. It is. Yeah. It wasn't a few years ago, but well, it is now. you've done all kinds of jobs, I know you yeah, have. Yeah, But we won't go into that just now. That's a whole other subject. It's obviously a really, really important subject. Um, how does it relate to hybrid working? Um, it, it, it's intrinsic to the sustainability part, hybrid working, because effectively, if you look at we're following this thing called the greenhouse gas protocol, which effectively anybody that's trying to work out their carbon footprint, you're following the greenhouse gas protocol, which is effect effectively a set of accounting principles to measure your carbon footprint. And the scope one and scope two, which you'll hear people talk about, um, which tends to deal with electricity, gas, water used in the offices and in your fleet of vehicles. And then there's something called scope three. And scope three is broken down into 15 categories. And that effectively is your entire business. There are two categories within the 15 of scope three that deal with staff commuting and business travel. And both of those, if you're in an environment where your employer is either providing hybrid working or is encouraging you to spend some time in the office and other time outside of the office, that has a positive impact on your your category six and seven because effectively you are reducing the amount of either commuting to the office or you're reducing the amount of business travel that you're doing. So in category um, seven, which deals with employee commuting, we surveyed a thousand people in this organization, asked them, how often do you come to the office? What method of transport? And how many miles is it from home to the office and back? That allowed us to work out what their carbon footprint is over five days. Now, when we're asking people to come to the office less often, that will automatically will have reduced already. So the company's footprint has shrunk. Right, so straight away, if you can get people working at home, that's gonna reduce your carbon footprint. And yes. It's gonna help you if you've got a target for getting to net zero carbon, uh, and a company like TD Cynics will have that kind of target. Um, that's gonna help you. Okay? Yes, massively. But at the moment, we're talking about hybrid working and hybrid means spending some time in the office and some time at home. So, you, you know, I don't think there are any organisations, are there, who are going to be completely virtual. Everybody's going to be in a hybrid world. So 
you know, if this is still something we're trying to, you know, if we're still trying to work out how many days we spend in the office, how many times, how many days we spend at home, um, you know, how do we minimise the carbon impact when we're coming into the office? I mean, for us as employers, or any employer really, you can start to use things like salary sacrifice schemes for EVs, for example. So if you run a vehicle fleet, company car fleet, then maybe change your company car policy to make sure it either involves hybrid cars or electric vehicles. Uh, here at TD Cinex, two, of our two out of our four offices have now got free EV chargers to any member of staff. So if they have an EV, they can come here, plug it in, charge it up all day long. We don't charge the employee for that. An EV being an electric vehicle. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so you're starting to make progress in, in that respect. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess we're seeing this across the industry. I know you're doing quite a lot of work in this area, Jeff, at Cisco. But before I come to you, I just wanted to ask Andy um, a question, our partner on the, the podcast yeah. today. A Andy, are your customers asking you about sustainability? Uh, yes, in short, I get surveys now more, more than I've ever had before around, you know, what's the policies, what's the policy of my business, what's the policy of Cisco, um, and, and more importantly, what, what, what are we doing about it, you know, and, and I think that's the, the thing that I would say has really shifted, that companies are starting to measure, um, having people appointed so there, are, the, the, there is someone in the organisation that owns it, and I think that's really that's really key for it for for a customer. Um, and then the, the the then the next bit is 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 what what are what are they actually look what does the roadmap look like for the next twelve eighteen months two years three years and then building that back you know complementing that um, with the, with the the directives that the government uh, that the organisation needs to be telling their employees um, because it's it, it again it's a carrot and stick scenario that customers. I'm talking to are saying we've got to in, we've got to encourage our, our our employees to behave differently, but at the same time we're we're putting some directives around that that that, that they've got to be uh, changing those behaviours as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm I I get a survey pretty much once a month from organisations and and certainly new customers. I'm finding their supplier vendor selection um, is incorporating a sustainability. Uh, portion into their surveys and questionnaires to that that's certainly influencing their selection choice as well now of supplier. Okay, so that's interesting. Um, and Jeff, I guess you're seeing this as well at the vendor level. But but what is it that your technology can do to help companies get this? It sounds like it's quite a difficult balance to get right in terms of sustainability um, on hybrid working. Yeah, so 100% we're seeing it. I was just chatting with the team here as we were preparing for this, this podcast. I was looking back across my presentations over the last 12 months and look, counting the number of slides that talked about hybrid work from a, um, uh, an experience point of view versus hybrid work from a sustainability point of view. And it's now nearly 50-50. My, my presentations are as much about sustainability as hybrid work as they are about, about the experience. Uh, and that's because customers want to hear about it. So it's really important that we all educate ourselves on this. What Cisco is doing to help drive that is firstly, we've you know, stood by um, all of you and the marketplace and said, we're committed to net zero. And so we have, we have put a, a stake in the ground and said, we are going to get to, to net zero. Uh, we know we can't do that without our partners. We can't do that without our customers joining us on the journey. And so um, I'll probably break it down into three areas we're supporting. Uh, one is 
uh, we are being more sustainable in our operations. Uh, the WebEx data centers here in um, EMEA in Europe are powered by renewable energy. And so therefore, when you're, when you're calling down on the WebEx service, you're getting that from a renewable energy. Uh, our design of all of our devices and now have a cyclic principle to them. So we don't take any new resins for most of our devices. And so we're reusing um, uh, uh, the resins. We've, we've moved to uh, cardboard for all of our packaging. So we're working really hard on uh, that element as well. And the third element we're working really hard on is making uh, the business sustainable. And so we, we mentioned earlier here about just rem removing the commute. Right, so if we can remove some commute, we, we, we save some uh, uh, carbon footprint. To remove the commute, but also meet a business need, that experience of the person at home has to be as good or better than being in the office. So we need to really power that home office. That's an area we've been working really hard on. And then when we do come back to the office, how do we reduce uh, and optimise the consumption of power, of um, sustainable practices in the office? and? Um, if you're watching this in a, uh, or listening to this podcast in a, in a series and you would have heard us maybe talk about um, the employee experience, we talked a bit about sensors in our devices. And so all of our, all of our devices have a sensor in them and so we can do a simple thing like, hey, there's, um, the, there's enough light coming in through the window, so turn the lights off in the roof. Or there's too much light coming through the window, it's heating the room up, put the blinds down, turn the lights on and adjust the air conditioning. Uh, count the number of people in a room. There's no one in that room, turn the air conditioning off. So lots of work about how we make the office smart so we can do really sustainable decisions uh, in real time. Okay, so what we're talking about there is the smart building technology. Smart building, yeah. You know, we've heard this term a lot. Is that actually going out there? Are customers asking for it and starting to use it? Uh, yeah, 100%, and at different levels. Um, if you want to take it to the as far as you can take a smart building, you've really are back to a bare stud rebuild. You're ripping all the walls off and you're starting again. And that is okay on at particular times of uh, renewal of leases, of moving of buildings, but uh, not always something you can do all the time. And so uh, you can start your journey in small ways. And that is simply by uh, you know, using the analytics that come out of your access points, out of your Wi-Fi in your building to, to help understand the movement of your, of your um, uh, employees and where, where to best um, uh, manage the sustainability, turn on and off lights, HVAC as I mentioned, uh, all of the devices, what we're seeing with the devices, um, that's video, uh, audio devices, uh, you know, a big focus for, for, for a long time has been having the best video and the best audio experience. But just as important now is to take all that information and have a sustainability experience out of that. And so organisations are now taking that um, and using that data to make their, their operations more sustainable. I think what's really interesting there is that landlords are now under more pressure than ever to justify the existence of their buildings. I mean, coming out of a, a, a pandemic, now you know, the property market is, is challenged, right, if you're a landlord. Um, there is legislation from the government which will, over the next few years, make it harder for landlords to lease new leases of buildings if they don't meet certain criteria and energy performance and so landlords will be under pressure to start to put the technology that you're talking about Jeff into the building because it becomes a buyer's market when people are starting to look for a new building that maybe they're moving to if that technology is not in there but it is in a competitor's building they're going to make a commercial decision choice if you're in an energy rated D building 
in the next few years it'll be difficult to lease that building and that will then move into energy rated C and energy rated B so landlords have to invest that technology in the buildings to get the EPC certificate down because people won't rent moving forward. So here's a question for you if I'm a partner listening to this what do I concentrate on in terms of sustainability and we haven't started talking about the opportunity yet Um, do I concentrate on getting my own house in order and sorting out my own scopes one two and three and getting my footprint down or do I focus on trying to help my partners do that with technology as Jeff's been describing I mean for me I would say you try and do both if you can at the same time Uh, get your own house in order because some of that stuff takes time Uh, some you get cheap wins quick wins really really quickly other stuff might take five or ten years to get because the technology maybe isn't there yet or the 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 thing you're looking for to make a transformational change might not be ready just yet but I think if you're in an organization that can do both I would implore you to try and do both at the same time work with customers because you might learn from what they're doing or they might learn from you at the same time so this is about communicating and and having some open dialogue with people because we're all trying to do this aren't we let's face it there's no cookbook that tells you how to solve it and but what you're saying Jeff is Cisco has got some technology can actually help organizations to achieve some of their objectives or at least move towards them 100% um, we are very focused on uh, this if if you've been working with Cisco for some time we had you know four kind of key customer principles around hybrid work and reimagining applications and securing the enterprise. Um, at Chuck, our CEO, just recently announced a fifth one, and that is sustainability. So from an organisation, from the CEO, CFO down, we understand that one of the five top customer priorities that we must solve um, and support is sustainability. And so we, we, we take it really seriously, and we think there is, um, as we digitise real estate, there is no one better place than Cisco to, to help you uh, take your customers on that journey. Okay, so here's a question for both of you. Kevin, perhaps you can answer it first. If I come to you as a partner today and say I want you to help me to help my customers on their sustainability journey, what can you do for me? I mean, we, uh, we're, we're fortunate at TD Cinex being a distributor. We've got multi-multi brands. But, you know, Cisco have probably the premier product offering in that space right now. So we are already talking to Cisco at a fairly technical level about how do we take some of the technology that they've got and put into this building. So here we are new in the in the Basingstoke building, which we moved into a year ago. We put in an awful lot of Cisco networking equipment into this building over the last 12 months. But now with their smart sensor stuff, that's what we want to put into this building. Not only because it's good for us, but we can then use that to showcase with customers. Important to set an example to Absolutely. practice what you preach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeff, what about what uh, you? Uh, so I think start with just uh, the first thing we want to do is is help uh, educate you on what we're doing and educate you on how we're seeing the marketplace. Um, sustainability is a new muscle we need to build in for many of us, and so we're really really keen uh, to help you on that. We're really keen to um, help you understand what we're doing as what we call ourselves as customer zero, and so we've invested significant amounts of money through a number of buildings. Uh, Paris will be opening up. Uh, in the next month here in um, uh, Europe, followed by London and Milan. And so uh, showcasing what we can do as part of our own customer zeros, and then supporting you on building your own practice. So you, you, you tell us what you want to, what your customer's looking for and how we can help. And um, we're here to 100% support you. We are very, very confident we have the right solutions. That's not the challenge. The challenge is let's work out how we build a sustainability practice together. Um, and uh, use maybe Cisco as a bit of a showcase of, of what, what's possible. 
Okay. Just quickly, Andy, from a partner perspective, are, are you actually putting any of this technology into any of your customers right now? Uh, I haven't with my customers, but I have had conversations with them. And, and then I then I know thought leaders or experts within Cisco that I make the referrals to, if that makes sense. Because more often than not, it, it, I, I find with my customers, it's not just them. It can be the building they're in. If that, so, so there's a, a bigger conversation to have with perhaps the landlord or, uh, or other tenants in the building. So it, it becomes a, a much more sort of medium, longer term conversation. That's where Cisco are really helpful for me because they can have a bigger conversation with a a, 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 a a sort of a broader perspective on it. So I think the challenge for my customers is 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 the tension between making a lot of short term decisions, cash flow, business profitability, growth, but then trying to take the sustainability strategy, which perhaps needs more medium longer term return on investment measuring. And that's really hard for organizations, I think, um, getting mm -hmm. that balance right. Um, and, and so th there is an education piece to do because some organizations are paying lip service to this. I'll be frank. I um, mm -hmm. think it's a tick box exercise and are not really behind it. And then the flip side is you've got other organizations who are, are doing it, but not necessarily measuring it. And that's the other challenge. You, you've got to look at mm -hmm. the business case and the return on investment and actually generally measure it, not just write the business case and just if an, an investment, but actually three months, six months, nine months. Are we actually achieving it? Are we higher or lower than we said we would be? Are we are we on for on for the on for the targets we've set or, or are we going to miss them? And then what we're going to do to uh, rectify that. So there's a lot of a lot of moving parts to it. It's not easy. Okay. Andy, Andy talks about an interesting point there where you, if you're a, a tenant in a landlorded building, if you are, if it's multi-tenancy, things are a lot harder to because most of the responsibility sits on the landlord. So if there's five or six or ten other tenants in the building, you don't have the same level of control and influence that you would do in like this building where we're the major tenant or in other, you know, like our distribution centre where we're the only tenant, it's our building. And so, you know, the challenge is different depending on you know the type of building you've got and how many people you're in there we, we have a challenge in our in one of our offices where we're a multi-tenant and we're a small tenant in there we're trying to get the landlord to do to enhance and it's proving difficult so what i do now is i go to the tenancy association and i try and lobby the other tenants because reality is they're probably also on the same sustainability path that we are and if they all support the same cause it's a lot harder to it's a lot easier than to convince the landlord to make a change if all his customers are willing to accept it so you've got to make a nuisance of yourself really yeah, you've got a lobby you've got to collaborate you've got a you've got a you have to work together but talking having conversations with customers just with like we're doing now TD Saints with Cisco is important just very quickly then to finish this podcast off how does it look in the next year or two I mean Andy mentioned you know some some companies are using it as a tick box and and you know it would be very easy to see a point I suppose where organizations get a bit of sustainability fatigue but it's not going to go away as an issue is it as you said the bar is going to keep getting raised on this you're not going to be able to ignore it so what's what are we looking at in the next year or so I think Jeffrey talked about it earlier you were saying that a year ago sustainability was 10% of your slide deck it's now 50% of your slide deck 
you know, this job that I'm in in TD Cinex didn't exist 18 months, two years ago. It's now a full-time job. You know, we're serious about it as well. There'll be, like Andy said, customers that are very serious about it, that we're putting people under massive pressure in tenders to make sure that sustainability is factored in the criteria. And actually, when I talk to customers, and Andy m- might tell us anyway, that, that sustainability or ESG now can be anything up to 40% in the weighting of a tender going mm. forward. So it's not about price anymore. Those customers or those companies out there that are paying, paying lip service, they will be found out at some point soon. I mean, Cisco and TD Cinex, we've both committed to something called SBTI, the Science-Based Target Initiative. That's an independent check of an organization that's monitoring that company's progress in terms of sustainability and provides independent verification and reporting. So if Cisco commits to something and achieves it, the SBTI will tell people about it. Same with TD Cinex. Conversely, if we say we're committed to something and we are behind the curve, the SBTI will provide that independent framework to and, and actually report on it to say you're behind the curve. So you're both committed to that. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add to that, Jeff? Just a couple of points. I think if you look at what where I think we'll be in a year, everyone will be talking about it. So at the moment, some of the vendors and, and TD Cynics alike are, are leading the conversation, but I think everyone's going to have to have a sustainability understanding and, and bring it forward and I think we can deliver measurable benefits for our customers over the next 12 months but that's just simply power savings well that is uh, removal of travel through um, good hybrid work strategies uh, I do think we won't get to the end game but we'll certainly be able to talk about it but much better and we'll be able to deliver measurable benefits to our customers in the next 12 months Great. Okay. Well, it's a subject I think we could probably talk about for hours. Um, But thank you all for your time. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Jeff. And thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of our guests for their time and insights today. If you want to find out more about Cisco's technologies and solutions for hybrid working, please get in touch with the TD Cynics team. You can find other episodes of this podcast on Spotify. Thank you for listening to this podcast and we hope the rest of your day is productive and successful wherever you happen to be working.